Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I'm going to post you something, some of the greatest news you'll ever hear. And uh, um, I'm calling this man is the connector and one with God from the start to the finish. Never been separated. And really, this whole idea of separation really came out of a, a bad Latin and Greek translation in the third and fourth centuries, not from the original Hebrew. I'm going to show you even the word sin and different things here, uh, which, which we've gotten, in my opinion, 180 degrees off. And uh, uh, I tell people, you were, you were created in love. You're, you can work that out, the whole world responds to love, with fear and trembling, where it says is awesomeness and awe. when you realize who you really are and you return to love, never been separated, never a plan B that somehow um, something had to change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm going to show you some really interesting things that if you get it, you get it. And uh, why, why do people in freedom, when you, when you teach them that, Hey, that God has, is love. He's never kept any record of wrong. There's no guilt or shame in the anointing. The only guilt or shame comes when you go, you dirty, rotten sinner. You were so bad that X, Y, Z had to happen. That is, that is not good for the heart. It's not good. In fact, I think it's detrimental to people. And uh, uh, that's not what the writers of scripture were talking about. I'll show you. The more and more you understand it, guys, it is two love covenants. It is two love covenants that are mistranslated and misinterpreted in the third and fourth century. Eastern thought, guys, if it doesn't matter what it is, that they all come to this completion that you realize I am one with God. And it's this joy that they and this amazing reality that all creation responds to us somehow. Holy smokes, what is that all about? And I'm gonna show you, I think that's what, exactly what scripture says over and over and over the stories. You know, and so why the people that really get that the universe, God, your oneness, whatever you want to call it, I'm just using terms that sometimes Christians are, uh, um, really uncomfortable with, but that's, that's the Hebrew letter. One is completion. Everything's done. Everything's, everything that is, is contained in the only source of everything, which is God himself. And that's why I love the science. They're going, you know what? The smallest things that all physical things are made up of are literally small packets of energy of light called photons. And what we do in our heart and minds literally affects those photons and rearranges and shapes them into physical matter. And if we don't like it, we simply change within and then our situations start to change. That's how it works. <laughs> and so I'm going to show you some really interesting things here. So let's, uh, let me just show you my, a couple things. So maybe we'll start in Genesis 1. I've been sharing. That's a good place to start. You know, in English, it says, in the beginning, God singular created heaven and earth. Let's read it in Hebrew. Bereshit bara Elohim aleftaf. Hasamayim vayet haaresh. So, and there's seven. Seven is the number of completion, perfection. You've come to the end. It's perfection. So the beginning and the end is, is nothing changes, the never-ending changing form of God. And there's this, the very center, the very core of the meaning of verse one is not translated one time in English. I'm going to show you this. It's used 11,050 times. But the Latin and the Greek said, we don't know what it is, so we're going to leave it out untranslatable mark well hello what does it mean the hebrews didn't use 11,050 times because they didn't know what it means in fact they knew this was the very core of what this whole book is about and a left off 
Let me just show you. Toph is two joined together in covenant, um, two bound together, and it's the, the limitlessness, the ends, and you return to the beginning. There's all kinds of mystery and meaning in all the letters. But I want to show you a left in particular. So let me show you this, because this makes a big difference in some of the verses in, that are translated in Greek. So let me just show you the spiritual interpretation of a left. Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet and signifies the number one, oneness. Aleph indicates the oneness and the unity of the creator. Everything that is, is one and unified with the creator. It hints that beyond the illusion of separation and duality, we live in this world of duality. There appears to be opposites, but everything that is, is within, is underlying oneness. That nothing is separate. And the creator is the source of everything, has to be. The only source that in the beginning was God himself. So anything that is, is created out of God which is him. The shape of the left is two yods, the strength of the ox of the finished work of God above and below with a digital line, the vav. Vav is six, the number of man. We're always the connector between them, representing the higher world spiritual and the lower world. The vav separate the physical world and the vav separating and connecting the two. We are the connector. The left represents the creation of something from nothing. Of course, there's not nothing. It's God. But everything that is, is created out of oneness, out of God. It is the essential symbol of beginnings and ultimate reality that cannot be talked about. It's timeless. It's spateless. It's present everywhere. It is the one that cannot be divided. This is, this is where we see Paul talking about it. Nothing can separate us from oneness. Nothing. Not even this illusion of death. And that is the last opposite that you're going to conquer. Like enemy, everybody's running around trying to battle me. I'll do a talk on that too because people got all riled up about that. You obviously haven't read this in my my. My, <laughs> I had to control myself because what I wanted to do is you obviously haven't read this in Hebrew. You know, it wasn't written in English, right? Because like I said, uh, I was sharing um, this week, I was on a, a podcast and, and I said, if anybody's still warring, um, they're, they're by definition, they're not at peace because there's no, there's no war in peace. And so the, yeah, you haven't read Romans and all these different things and you know, the Ephesians, the armor of God. Oh man, I'll show you that sometime. It'll blow your mind how good it is when you read it in, in when you read it in Hebrew. But anyway, there's no war, guys. This was just the war was personified as as the perceived du duality between our flesh and the spirit realm. It appears that we die, but we don't die. That's the last enemy or opposite that we're going to conquer. So anyway, Aleph is oneness, the source of everything, um, the strength of God. It's actually a picture of an ox or a servant, a bull a bullocks, uh, but it's the strength of God. It's also number one and number a thousand, meaning uh, one and thousand, thousand in Hebrew is infinity, the largest number. So it goes one and a thousand are the same thing. And then we get these ideas of the day, days like a thousand years, thousand like a day, meaning it's oneness. Anyway, so that's a left. That's the Hebrew letter, a left, the first letter. Now, this means a lot here in a second, because I'm going to show you, I'm going to go to, uh, let me just show you a couple places here. Uh, if we go to Revelation, first of all, Revelation 1, this is the unveiling of the anointing within. <laughs> I'm not going to get all through this right now, but um, the whole thing is about an unveiling. Guys, when somebody was unveiled, that means you're participating in a wedding covenant. The unveiling of the anointing within, you're the, this is how it starts, Revelation, the revealing or the unveiling, oh, I'm participating in the anointing that saves. And then he goes down to different things. But then verse 8, I am. I am, ego I may, ego I may. The nature of God that never changes is I am that I am. What you perceive yourself to be is the nature of God that will be forever and ever. That never changes. The oneness of God, the never changing God. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha, 
first letter in Greek, omega is the last letter in Greek. But watch this. If you take alpha in Greek, alpha, all right, first letter of the Greek alphabet. I want to show you something down here. If you go to Strong's, alpha of Hebrew origin. So this word alpha just originated from Aleph, which I just showed you was oneness, the creative ability of God, that everything that is is in unity and, and is created by the creator. Oneness. <clears throat> Figuratively, only from its use as the numeral first, one, in the beginning, first, Aleph, Alpha. <clears throat> now, also in the composition as a contraction from a new in the sense of provision. So in many words, beginning with this letter, occasionally in the sense of union. So it's a contraction of a new. What is a new? Without, without the cooperation or, or knowledge of, properly, without, without one's will or intervention, meaning this is God. This is not your will or intervention. This is God. That's A. But it really means oneness, because then we get this idea of Hama. At the same time, therewith along, together with union. Oneness was union, guys. <clears throat> All right? So now, that's alpha. So I am, the, the nature of God that will be for and ever is oneness, and it'll finish that way. All right? Now, alpha is from the Hebrew letter. Aleph, the two covenants of man, the deed done or the finished work, the ten above and the ten below. The glory of Moses fades, the glory that never fades is Jesus Christ, the anointing of God that saves in the upper room, right up here. All right. So now I want to go one of my favorite verses in the world and one that will just rock your world about how the, the Greeks translated sin. I want to show you 1 John 5, 14. Let me read it in uh, any verse. It really doesn't matter. I'll just choose King New King James here in a minute. The certainty of God's witness, um, confidence in prayer. Most people pray to God because they don't realize they're one with him and I and the father are one and the glory that they have I have in oneness so they're praying to God versus praying as God <laughs> go read John 10 34 again it says in the beginning you were Elohims and scripture cannot be broken Genesis 1 in the beginning Elohims gods were created you and I were created as gods and that unbreakable covenant, we are, the, we are the container. We are the connector of the spiritual realm and the physical realm. So this is the assurance that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I would take the comma out and say it like this, but I'll show you it's even better than this. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, because it just tells us, this is the confidence that we have. According to his will, he hears us. And since we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have what we've asked of him. If it, now, now, so it's this beautiful assurance scripture that you can have anything. I'll show you how to get this anything that you can enjoy the life of your desires, where you can pray as God, not to this God out there somewhere. If any, then it's all of a sudden this threat. If anyone sees his brother sinning, which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life for those who commit sin, not leading to death. There is sin leading to death. I did not say he should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin, and there's not sin leading to death. <clears throat> Watch this when you, when you take Aleph, oneness. So let me read it. Let's go to the interlinear. Let's see what it actually says. All right. So let's go to one verse 14. This is the assurance or confidence that we have. Present, indicative, active, meaning 
We have assurance. Present, and it's active. It's ongoing. We have assurance. Well, most people pray don't have any assurance. Toward, pros. Pros is face-to-face, guys. Two face-to-face in intimacy, a husband and wife or anybody that are face-to-face, it means intimacy. This is the assurance that we have face-to-face. Now, it's capitalized him. It says auto. Him. This is what blow your mind if you actually get it. All the places where, just go look at them, where it says him, his, himself. It'll always be a, a, some part of this Greek word auto, where we get automobile, autograph, um, autobiography, self, self-graph, self-writing, self-biography, self-propelling, automobile, right? Drives by itself. Doesn't need horses. That was the whole idea of automobile. You're mobile by, in and of itself. It has the power to be mobile. So there's no capital here. There's no capital here of him. There's no capital. He hears us because he's not there <laughs> in, in, in the text. So what is this hymn? Let's go look at this hymn. All right. First of all, it means self, like auto, like I said. Now let's just look at this. Auto, pronoun, derived from the particle with added the forms that which with the added force of a demonstrative pronoun. In itself, it signifies nothing more than again applied to what was previously mentioned. So again, it's self. So now let's look at every place that says him, etc. This is the assurance that we have face-to-face, this intimacy within ourselves again. That if anything we lay hold of, according to the will of him, no, the translators added that because they couldn't believe what it's actually saying. What, it's the same word. This is the confidence we have in intimacy with ourselves. He? No, there's no he here. We here. Us here. We hear it. Okay, next verse. And since we know, we, 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 we know this, we know that he hears us. No, it doesn't say that again. There's no he here. It says, and since we know that we hear, and here just if you go look at it, I don't have time. It says, ah, I get it. I perceive or discern. I perceive or hear it within myself. Anything, whatever we ask, we know, we have it. We have our requests that we have asked from him. No, it doesn't say that, guys. Sorry. It says within yourself. You perceive, you hear it within yourself. You know that you have what in yourself because you and the Father are one. Did you hear it? I am this. I am confident. I am wealthy. I am healthy. My everything works in my life. I hear, I hear that. That is the word of God that the whole creation responds to. It's something that comes from the inside out. The word, that the, the, the debar, the impregnation, the, the creation that comes from the inside out. We have it. We are swimming in the finished work of love, guys. Whatever we do within, and there's no judgment in the anointing of God, the world responds to us. That's what we have. Now, all of a sudden, it gets weird. And even the grace guys are like, Ah, uh, we think the translators added this because this doesn't make sense. This whole verse doesn't make any sense. Ah, but it does. Because then all of a sudden, if we should see the brother of him sinning, a sin not unto death, he shall ask and he will give the life to those sinning. Come on, guys. This is where alpha means a big, big deal. All right. If anyone should see, this really means to perceive Hebrewism, to experience, you know it now, or passively you appear, you, you behold, you've experienced this. Um, to experience it. If any of you have experienced the brother, let's look at this. 
auto, no, no capital here again. It's interesting they didn't capitalize it there. <laughs> Same word, because now they think it's somebody outside. They think, oh, that guy's sinning. I better go confront him. That's not what it's talking about at all, guys. This is the same auto. We don't capitalize it here because they can't be God. I mean, the Muslim guy, could they couldn't possibly be God. Ah, same word, but somehow they didn't do it here. Let's look at brother. Brother. A, alpha. I just showed you what alpha was, guys. If you go look at it, it says from the Hebrew, aleph, oneness and co-unity with the creator. The womb, the womb of oneness from the same womb. A, if any, this is so great, guys. According to the Hebrew words, look at this right there. Very fascinating. Ah, okay. Brother is A, if anybody should perceive or experience the womb, A, the unity or creator, the 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 strength of the ox of the womb within yourself sinning weird and see what it says a meros meros means your 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 portion or share of something you partake of something your portion of something a now the greeks in all of your writings talked about the negative without I don't think it means that at all, guys. Missing God's mark. Gosh. A. Alpha. 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 What did we just say? Alpha of Hebrew origin. Mm, alpha. Oneness. Union. Portion. Sin, guys, is totally, totally mistranslated in the greek if any of you should perceive or understand the adelpho the creative ability of of aleph the womb of god within yourself and you are sinning it's actually really good <laughs> it says aleph meros you are partaking of the portion of the same word again so this is the verb and this is the noun so what it really means is uh if you perceive of the womb of God within and the and your that portion or share of, of the oneness of God that doesn't die, it's not pro, the, the intimacy that dies. When you perceive of this womb within yourself and sinning is actually the oneness of your portion, when you're experiencing the oneness of your portion of the one of, of the oneness of portion that doesn't die, you shall lay hold of it. And he will give you, there's no he here, and it's, it's, there's no he. And it will be put in place within yourself, the life, <clears throat> to those sinning not unto death, to those sharing in your oneness and portion of intimacy that doesn't die. There is a portion of intimacy face-to-face -face that does die. I'm not talking about that. Not concerning that, I do not say that he should implore. Next verse. All unrighteousness is sin. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. A, justice. A is a left, guys. The justice of oneness. <laughs> the justice of all. Pasa, everybody. Everybody. The justice of oneness shall partake in the portion of oneness that is 
And there is a portion of oneness that doesn't die. Holy smokes. Everything changes right there, guys. How did it start? When you realize this womb of God within you and this hamartia, this portion of oneness that never fades, there is a portion of oneness, a portion of that aleph, that first covenant that fades. I'm not talking about that. That's what he says. When you perceive of the, the brother sinning, brother is a delphos, the womb of oneness within auto, within yourself. When you perceive of the womb within yourselves and you partake of the oneness of your portion that doesn't die, you shall lay hold of anything and it'll be put in place for you. Holy smokes, guys. Changes everything. It makes sense. That's why people who are tuning in, that's why the Joe Dispenses of the world, the Greg Bradens, we're going, you know what? The world, you're swimming in love. The whole world responds to love. You can, you can become anything you desire within and go, this is who I am. And when you experience it as real as if it's happening right now to you, the whole world bends and shapes and it's, it'll be given to you. It's drawn to you guys. It is the awesomest thing. <laughs> Probably not a word, but I just made it up. Uh, that is the partaking of oneness that doesn't fade. There is one that fades. Guys, we've missed sin. We've missed the whole thing. Third and fourth century bad translation of the beautiful two love covenants from the beginning, left top, the very beginning. The strength of God, the servant of God that has the power of an ox. Strength of God, of two joined together. Husband and wife are joined together. That, that has the ability of God to create. There's one you joined together with the anointing of God that never fades. The creative ability of God to do anything so your desires are full. So guys, it's simply this. You can partake of anything. And the world responds to you in love because everything that is, is created out of God, which is love, which is what the writers were trying to show you. This miraculous creative ability of mankind. Now we can misuse it as you're seeing some people do because there's no judgment in the anointing. It'll do whatever from the nature of God that will be for and ever is I am that I am. I am the alpha and the omega. Alpha, the first letter of the Greek, is the, from the first letter of the Hebrew. So it even says, as I showed you, it's the form of oneness adopted from the Hebrew alpha, aleph. Aleph means the two finished works above and below man. Man is the connector of the spiritual realm and the physical. So what you do within here, guys, you will partake of. So you can partake of anything. It's just as easy to be abundant as just to be poor. When you start seeing everything is finished and you realize when you when you perceive or see, when you see a brother sinning is not what you think it is. It says, when you perceive of brother, the, self, the, the, the creative ability of the womb within auto yourself, sinning sin. <laughs> That's what it says. It says, and partake of, Aleph, a partake of your portion of oneness and portion that doesn't die. You shall lay hold of anything that will be brought to you. Holy smokes, guys. Changes everything, doesn't it? So you can just say, you know what? I am this, the nature of God that will be forever and ever. And somehow this creative ability of God bends and shapes and brings it to us. That is the creative womb within ourselves. That is sinning sin. Oh boy. That is the oneness of your portion. You're, so you're participating in the oneness of portion of your oneness of portion that never fades. Hope that helps guys. You can receive anything so your joy may be full.